Fitzy, the big story of the week, Ed O'Bannon has been freed. He is forgiven. Ed O'Bannon has paid for his sins, and the landscape of college athletics as we know it will never be the same. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, isn't that like the thing, the whole story today, you know, broke out on Twitter that, I mean, the NCAA has kind of got the ball rolling as far as eventually athletes will be able to profit off their likeness and, and all that garb. But the thing is, it's not really like they've passed a law saying they can. It's like they've passed a ruling that they will talk about it, you know? Yeah, they're going to send it now to the universities mm-hmm. that will be actually the ones who, I think, uh, make those rulings. Yes. But I mean, this news is better than no news. My bad. I don't know what I just did there. What you, Did you just ruin the podcast, Jared? No, I for some reason, I hear I hit this button and I don't know what, what happened. What, your yeah. microphone cut out. Talk again. So is that, is wait, wait, wait. I don't know what that button does. Huh. I okay. can, I can hear me. You could hear you. Yeah. In my ears. Hmm. Maybe that's like an ear thing. You can't hear me. That's weird. I Maybe if I'm, if, if I'm just coughing up a storm over here during the podcast and you're getting real sick of it, you can just turn on that button. You'll yeah. Have to, you'll I, listen to me. I, maybe I turned my headphones off or something. I don't, I don't know what I did, but I thought that that did something else. And sorry, I yeah. kind of sidetracked this. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, but no, I, I mean, I saw this, uh, you know, this afternoon and it, the first thing that I thought about, NCAA football is back. That's what 95% of people thought about immediately. I'm glad that these kids can go, can, potentially will be able to go and, you know, get their, get a little cut of the pie now. Yep. But all I know is that now NCAA football is on its way to a triumphant return. Yes. I would assume... It's still going to be a few years. Well, yeah, they don't anticipate having this fully, in, uh, I think, put together until January of 2021. Mm-hmm. If, it, if EA Sports is smart, they will have that game out on January 1, 2021. <laughs> yeah, it, at least within a month or two uh, after the ruling no, is officially. No, on January 1. <laughs> the logistics behind that have got to be so hard if you're EA Sports. They've got... I know they've, they've got, got time to prepare they've got for 13 it. Thirteen months, fourteen months to prepare. But like, th- think to ab- put this game out. Think about this from the EA Sports perspective, though. I mean, yeah, it's probably heading toward being approved, but in the the one percent sliver chance that it isn't, and you put all those resources into making a new video game. Man, Madden sucks already anyway. So, like, why not just go with it? You know, I, I would I would venture to guess that if the I, NCAA I'm, football video games were to come back, they would be the most pre-sale bought video game of all time man bigger than like halo or something yeah i think so i I know that i remember hearing that even when ncaa was like in its heyday it was still not it was not that big of a a chunk of ea sports's revenue every year i mean that's fair and i i will say that i mean i might be overreacting just because it's probably more of a niche market than you than you realize right like there's a lot of people in my twitter feed especially in yours obviously too because we're sports-minded guys but in reality like a, a game like halo or or grand theft auto probably is much more wide-reaching well that and i just think i mean at the end of the day the big i think the big money maker for ea sports is fifa and yeah. it's and it's not even close yeah because it's worldwide exactly Madden probably does a pretty good, uh, it probably does a better chunk now just because of not having the NCAA. I would guess Madden outsells FIFA domestically. 
I I don't know. I'm pretty sure that FIFA was the number one selling video game or like selling even sports Justin, game in the world last year. But it's, just it's in the most years. Oh my gosh! I think 2K is probably actually the biggest one. That could be. 2K is getting much pop, much more popular. Okay, we're gonna look this up. 2019. It's gotta be domestic only in the United States. Domestic sports video game sales. Game sales. We have to know the answer to this now. I predict Madden. Um. Okay, but I mean, think about it this way too: for them to be able to put out NCAA football, really, they just have to take a portion of the the Madden team, yeah, and, re- and redress them, right, and then slap them on, you know, the, sl- slap them onto the the NCAA yeah. team. Unless there's something propri- proprietary about the Madden code that they can't steal from, which I would think they, it wouldn't be, unless the it's, for some reason it's two different studios within EA Sports doing stuff. Yeah. All right, so here, here's what I can tell you. This is from 2018. Uh, in the three weeks, this was right at the end of 20, 2018. Uh, FIFA 19 had been out for three weeks when that game, or like when this article was written. It had sold 1.233,915 units uh, in 2018. I don't know if that's domestic or, or, or what it says. I think that that might be worldwide. Okay. See, no, 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 no. It's, it's, uh, it, it's domestic. Is it? Uh, t- and then Madden had been out for 10 weeks. They sold 1,379,33 units. So FIFA so, does have the edge. Yeah. So in other words, about 150,000 fewer units in seven fewer weeks. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that FIFA definitely probably still out surpasses Madden. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting too, because I know there are a fair amount of my friends who aren't necessarily big soccer fans who will still buy the FIFA games just because they're pretty fun. Oh yeah. FIFA is a fun game too. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy play, playing FIFA. I'm really bad at it, but, and I'd never am like, oh, I'm going to go and get the new FIFA mm-hmm. so that I can really get after it on it's the, the pitch. Kind of, it's the kind of thing when my friends have it, I'll be down to play. It's definitely one of the more fun games to play with, with someone, Yeah, you know? Uh, but 2K and Madden have definitely hurt themselves in recent years, I think. The well, games just don't change. It's the same game every year. Yeah, because, I mean, especially when you think about growing up, like, I, I owned Madden 2001 for the PC, and, like, every year progressively, especially when the consoles started getting really good, like, yeah. the graphics would get way better. I would say that now these companies have really started to focus on the next generation, which is comes out, like, Nick. Yeah. <sighs> here we go. I just I just solved this entire thing. They plan to put it out on the next gen. Next year, I mean, 2020, January of 2021, NCAA football, 2021, I guess. I mean, I don't know how you want to put it, like what you would want to- It would be 2021. Call it, but but do you want to do it like that, just knowing that you're going to have to put another game out shortly after that? A PlayStation 5 uh, NCAA football video game bundle would be amazing. Man, if they could even just put, if they could even just remaster- like in CAA 14 and say, yes. this is what has to hold you over until August when, uh, when it's CAA 2022 <laughs> comes out, I'd be fine with it, dude. I'd be I fine. would, I would too. I would play the crap out of that game. Cause you know, people just would, put new rosters on there, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, cause even, even the user base would make their own rosters too. And you can just upload them. Right. So I think we just fixed this entire situation. We <laughs> EA sports contact us. We will be happy to help you guys figure out the best way to put together your EA Sports team. If you need some advisors, we can come in and help. So here's a question for you. If you had to pick one Iowa State football player over the, since NCAA 14 came out, 
So like the period, the dark period where yeah. we haven't had the yeah. video games that you could play with. Which one would you pick? <laughs> Come on. Are you going David? It's got to be David Montgomery. I do. David would be top two for me. I think the other would be Hakeem Butler. I think Hakeem Butler would be super fun to play with because he's when you think about him, he's a lot like the Todd Blythe, the 2005 games. Yeah. You just throw it to him. He's going to get it. No, nah, man, I don't throw the ball. <laughs> you run the ball. This is the best. This will be the best thing about NCAA is that it will finally reopen the door for the option to come back to games because they just don't run the option right on uh, like on Madden, yeah. you know. I want to line up in the double wing, you know, with my fullback right behind him. Give me Sam Seen Buckner. Give me David Montgomery. And give me Kanae Nwongwu, you know. And, and, man, we're kicking ass all day. So you're thinking full-on, like, triple option stuff. Yeah, yeah. I have to imagine even, like, with Madden, the, like, coding for all the RPOs that they have to do in today's game, that has to be such a difficult thing to do. Yeah, I would think so. But they're all basically the same play. Like it, it's yeah. I mean, most of it's just blocking, you know. And the blocking doesn't work anyway. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It it probably isn't that difficult. But yeah, see, that's what I've never understood. I'm not even going. It's unfortunate this diatribe, that, but it's unfortunate that the the best goal, like modern era of Iowa State football has also coincided with the time that we don't get NCAA football video games. Yeah, but this is what I was going to say is that if NCAA is smart when they come back they will figure out a way to do a college ultimate team. Yes. Like where you can, where they'll have a bunch of college legends and stuff like that. And you can put them all on your, on your team and create a a super team. They also need to bring back uh, like native uh, create a team, uh, create a school. Yes. That was a serious misstep for them to take it off of the actual game and put it onto the internet. Yeah. And man, the part, the part that I loved about those NCAA football games was the recruiting part too. Like oh, I, that was the best part. Yeah, I loved being I hardly the, the ever coach. even actually played the games, dude. <laughs> I would just recruit my, t- once I got my team rolling, you yeah. know, get it up, get it up to six star prestige. Mm-hmm. It's like, nah, we just recruit now. Honestly, it's, it's that mode. And then like the, the, whatever they called it, the uh, campus legend or whatever it was, yeah. those yeah. were the two modes that you had to play. Well, and that's the, the other thing is that Madden and EA sports can do a lot more now, like with the stories and stuff mm-hmm. where you can really have a coinciding story that it's like, okay, if you want to play your campus legend, you play it through yep. and then you move over and you can play them on Madden. I feel like there's a lot of guys who have won the Heisman recently who would like love to collaborate on a story like that. Yeah. Dude, like Kyler Murray or something. Yeah. Or even like you Baker can Mayfield. choose like different, uh, like different pathways, mm-hmm. man, this is See, but this is the best part about them having that amount of time to put the game out. Like, if they've got two full years, I'm dead serious. If, if I'm EA Sports, I'm sitting down saying, how do we put out the best college football game we have ever made, and how do we get it ready to have it done in August of 2021? Yeah, I mean, you have to absolutely do as much preparation and planning ahead of time as you can. I'm not sure how much dollars you can actually uh, apply to it at this point, but you can certainly get all the brainstorming done, have an outline like of what's going to happen once it's approved. Yeah. Another thing I would like to see is where you can hire your coordinators. Mm-hmm. That I always thought that that was something you should be able to do. Like go and hire new offensive coordinator. It's yeah, like, like the hot shot up and comer. Right, exactly. Who and does crazy crap. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just Hockey subs. You, like they need to make this, they could make it so much deeper, mm-hmm. you know. And that was what I always liked about NCAA. It's way deeper than Madden. Like franchise mode on Madden is all right, but there's really not that much much depth to it it's like play the games and that's about it yeah signing free agents isn't nearly as good as being able to like 
recruit dudes. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same. You're locked into your team being what your team is. Yeah, exactly. You know, you kind of. It's so fun to, especially to see the progression of your players. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think like, you know, cause they'll grow over the four years. Whereas in Madden, it's more like, oh, they'll stay the same. Maybe regress a little bit when they get old, that kind of thing. Man, you know who this was a rough day for? Who? Those guys who were trying to put together the new college football game. I was just about to say that. And I actually, uh, because I knew it would probably come up. I looked up uh, them online this afternoon. They apparently, their last newsletter they sent to like their insider base uh-huh. was like in July. So I'm thinking that they're probably not feeling good right now, no matter what. Well, yeah, the last time I really looked into into that entire situation, they were suing somebody for defamation or something like that. Mm. And I wonder it, if that drained a lot of the well, resources. It was a whole big thing. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, not that big, but they there was someone talking about how they weren't going to put a game out. And I, I think we talked about this. Yeah, we, we, I think we did at one point. Yeah, and I, and I think that I said, I was like, man, at this point, why would I have any confidence that they're actually going to put a game out? Like, yeah. if you put money into that Kickstarter... Why would you, I don't know. I would not have no faith that they're actually going to make a game. At this point, I'd, I'd be asking for a refund. Yeah. You, you have to. Mm-hmm. And now, especially with the knowing news that today. the big companies are going to be able to get back into the game. Even before the news today, I would have been asking for a refund. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting too, just to see like maybe 2K tries to jump in on this now. Yeah. You know, I mean, they only got the one game really. Yeah. Did, did 2K have a college sport or college football game back in the day? They did. Back in the day, I think maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There was a bunch. There was another college football game I do remember mm-hmm. in like the early two thousands. It was called like College Football Game Breaker or something. Yeah, because I, I just know like two K was kind of always the in the shadow of uh, EA Sports titles until mm-hmm. you know the basketball, the NBA stuff really started blowing up. Right. Yeah. I, I just don't. I mean, I remember nine eight nine sports. Do you remember that that Mm-mm. company? Yeah, no. they made like the original MLB the Show games. Oh, really? Yeah. That's I. That's. But they made one of a college football game and uh, they made a college basketball game. Hmm. Um, well, 2K made the college basketball game. So maybe they'll focus on the college basketball game. And then yeah, that's true. EA Sports and can have Madden and, and football. That'd be a good trade-off, honestly. Yeah. Man, I, I'm, I'm excited. This is all <laughs> I care about from this. But yeah. uh, at, the end of the day, at the end of the day, I do think there's some other layers to it that will be interesting. And, you know, I was listening to fanatics when I was on my way here and they they were talking a lot about it obviously I feel like to an extent if this is done correctly it could be somewhat of a playing field leveler on some level so explain your reasoning there because I know there's a lot of people out there who believe it will go the opposite way so every year Alabama signs you know okay for example 15 guys who are five-star recruits or borderline five-star recruits. Mm-hmm. And you've always got on a team that's got 100, you've got 85 scholarships, probably 60 of them are guys who were, you know, the highest of the high recruits. What's going to stop a school like Iowa State now from saying, oh, do you want to go to Alabama and sit on the bench for three years? Or you're a five-star recruit, you come to Ames, Iowa, if you want to be a, and you're a five-star recruit, you're a god immediately. It's the second you get into town as a true freshman, you mm-hmm. would be, you would have a market value of someone that could make money with your name and likeness. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess I never really thought about it from the, you know, you, you, if you think that they rise up the ranks as fat, like as freshmen, like say, for example, Brock Purdy, if he had gone to Alabama, then he never would have been able to, you know, 
he if, wouldn't he wouldn't be what he is now. Yeah, he wouldn't be what he is now as far as a star on campus. Yeah. Um, he'd be, you know, behind, like second or third string at, at best. Right. And that and that's what I'm saying. Like there's guys that are probably buried on Alabama's depth chart who would be some of the best players on a lot of teams in college football, mm. you know, and I think that places like Ames, Iowa City, uh, Lincoln, where I mean, there's one show in town, Yep, you know, and like those places are going to become more uh I think in will be uh, uh, I don't even know what the best way to put it. Yeah, they they will become more attractive to uh, to a prospective student athlete just because of the fact that they will have a higher market value in those places than they would at an Alabama or at a uh, at a you know Florida State or wherever it may be. So here's a a kind of a counterpoint to that. So say I am uh, just at Alabama. Alabama boosters, I would say, probably have much deeper pocketbooks at, in general than Iowa State. Mm-hmm. So even if I'm the third string quarterback and I haven't played a game yet, technically the boosters could, you know, buy one of my T-shirts for a very large sum of money. See, no and that's what, correct? And that's where, where I think that they're going to have to do some uh, guidelines, some legislation on this. It, I mean, they're going to have to figure out a way to not have it just be like. It's got to be like fair market value. There's got to be some sort of like fair market value. It's not like you can go and sell a t-shirt for a million dollars. Yeah. You know, and and I'm not saying that that would ever be ever happen anyway, but whatever it may be. And, you know, or, or it could be where, uh, okay. You know, Wilson Toyota or or Carl Chevrolet, they want to pay Tyrese Halliburton, you know, $5,000 and he's got to do five autograph signings or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, and that's it, you know, but it's like to do an autograph signing, you have to do a certain number of them to make a certain amount of money. And it's like, there's some sort of guidelines there yeah. to where it's like, it's not just like, oh, we're going to pay you all this money to stay here. And then you really don't have to do anything. You know, that's, that's what I, I kind of look at it is it's like, cause then it would really be abused. That's where yeah. it would go from being, you're profiting off your name and likeness to be just, we're just giving you money to be here. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with you. Like it, there will have to be some kind well, of Well, I mean, I guess that's kind of what they're doing, but yeah, it just, it's just the problem that that is it's the scope is so wide as yeah. far as like everything they're going to have to cover with what they write. Right. It's, it's going to be interesting to see it like come out. And I, I, I definitely for, uh, you know, allowing the players to profit off their own likeness for sure. It's just going to be so tough to roll it out in a very good way that pleases everyone. Well, and maybe there's only specific ways that it can be done. You know, mm-hmm. like if it was, uh, you know, say officially licensed Brock Purdy jerseys, you mm-hmm. know, and they can be sold at places that do licensing through the university already. They could sell officially licensed mm-hmm. Brock Purdy stuff. Yeah. And so you can't go straight the, to Brock and give him, you know, a check for a thousand bucks for yeah. a t-shirt. And almost like when you sign your scholarship papers, you're a, agreeing to the fact that like, I'm not going to go and start my own Brock Purdy t-shirt business. Yeah. You know, that's a good idea. You're it, basically, it's like you're starting, it's like almost like a non-compete clause on some level. Mm. And it's like, you are agreeing to the fact that only at places that are approved right now, you can set like these things can be sold, but I don't, but you're still going to get a cut of it. You know, you will get a percentage of every sale of your, of the shirt that has your name on it. Yeah. And I mean, I wonder how it is done. Like in the NFL players association, like, how does that work? Yeah, that's a, that's a real good point because I mean I would think that whatever entity is selling it obviously has to get their cut yeah. and then the players get their cut as well. 
Well, and it's then, not like these NBA players are going out and starting like a, you know. Yeah, their own their own jersey business. Yeah, they're not starting an Etsy like and saying like, oh, we sell. <laughs> I sell my own screen printed T-shirts that I print out of my basement. You know. Uh, and the LeBron James Etsy coming coming to a store near you. Exactly, but like, there's got to be some way to to regulate that. Yeah, you know, because when like if you go to Shields and you would were to buy LeBron James's jersey, LeBron would probably not actually get a gen, like a direct cut. No, he's not that, getting a royalty but, check. But he would get a royalty check from the NBA Players Association, where all of them are getting a cut out of those out of all of the jersey sales. Mm. You know, and I don't I. But that's what I'm saying. I don't know exactly how that would work. Yeah. But it it would probably be easier to do it if it's like everything is licensed still through the university. They would probably be able to do a better job of keeping track of it's like, okay, this many Brock Purdy jerseys got sold. This is what yeah. he would make. This is what whoever would make. And that would be obviously much better even for the athletes than it is now. I could see this being an ongoing battle like it was years into the future though with athletes wanting even more of the cut. Well, and the reality is that right now it's not going to go and be like a free market, mm-hmm. you know, like there's, and that's what we're going, like we're, we're already talking about. They can't, it would be impossible to control that in any way. That's when you do get still like shady stuff's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, another thing that I was thinking about was, uh, how do the shoe companies react to this? Do they try and get in on the business? Oh, absolutely. Does Adidas in when a kid, you know, when, or with Nike, do they go to Bronny James Mm-hmm. And if the NBA, I think the NBA will have changed their rules by the time Brownie's about to go to college. But just for instance, what's stopping them from when he's finishes his senior year of high school at Sierra Canyon from saying, oh, we'll pay you this amount, you know, to wear Nike stuff and go to a Nike school. Mm-hmm. You go to a Nike school, we'll pay you this amount to, to already lock you in to where when you leave school, you will have this deal and you will be set up with your shoe deal already going into the NBA. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing. It's got it's got to be some kind of legislation, I would think. Yeah. And even if you do put something in like that, like surely Nike has this like way of getting to them anyway. Yeah. You know? Well, and then too, it's like, okay, then what would stop if that was how it was? What would stop if, you know, Tyrese blows up this year? Obviously, he's wearing Nike shoes. Adidas says, no. Nah wear our stuff we'll pay you this amount of money like there'd have to be something to stop them from doing that too yeah (laughs) man there's just so many scenarios man you had to account for them all in some way well and in the past it was like it was all just a possibility it's like this this seems like an easy thing but then once you really now it's like okay this really could happen you know then you start to think about more of the specifics of it yeah and i hate to be on the NCAA side any of this but I can see where at least from the perspective of they knew a giant headache was going to come out of this no matter no matter what yeah once the ball got rolling and it definitely is going to be one. Oh, it will I mean and I, I don't even know what the best way is to to handle it mm. you know I don't know that anybody knows the best way to handle it at this point because it's like I said like if you make it a free market then you open it up for all kinds of goofy stuff to start happening, you know, and there's no entity out there that can really, there's no government agency that can monitor these things, mm-hmm. you know, and, but then if you keep trying to run it through the universities and stuff like that, like I was saying, then at the end of the day, it's like, then you're not really giving the kids like the choice to do what they want to do. So that's where 
I feel like you've got to find some sort of gray area or like some sort of kind of in between point, you know, Yep. where it's like, okay, if you want to give lessons on the side, you know, to coach a, somebody's kid, you know, it has to be like, you have to have a, you set your, your prices. It's got to be at the market level and it can't be where you're going to go out and charge. Like, you know, okay. For volleyball, like people play, pay a lot of money for their daughters to go and play club volleyball. Mm. So what's stopping someone like Jess Shaven who just finished up at Iowa state to where the kids in Ames, she says, okay, I'll charge you 50 bucks, you know, per lesson or whatever it would be. I don't even know. Mm. And it's like in the off season, she's out doing lessons every day or a couple times a week or something like that and making money off that. Like that's perfectly fine, you know? Mm. And that's how someone like that, who isn't a basketball player, who isn't a football player, they can still take advantage of this new rule. But it's like I said, like there has to be some sort of regulation that it's like, okay, they're not paying just Shaben a thousand dollars for every time that she does a lesson or like, or yeah. if Tyrese Halberton wants to have a camp, you know, he's not out there. There's not people that are paying him $10,000, $10,000 for his camp, you know, yeah. like you charge kids 50 bucks or a hundred bucks or whatever. And, uh, and, and kids can come and have a three day camp with Tyrese Halberton or whatever it is, like what Monte does now, what George does, what Naz does up at, up in Ames, mm-hmm. you know, and it's almost the same amount you're going to charge the same amount as what you normally would for a camp. And it's not like you can just go and blow it out. Yeah. But it's like regulated somehow. I don't know. Yeah. It's almost like the NCAA has got to say, uh, you can only earn X dollars from this type of event. Yeah. Like even if it's skill related, related to your, uh, your skills as an athlete. Right. You know? Right. Like, I don't know. So but then, much, but it's like I said, like, then you're setting a cap on it. Like then it's, it's goes back to that same thing. Like, okay. So then you're, you're saying they can only profit off their likeness so much. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really more just about not letting it become like, then it, then the balance of power doesn't change at all. You know, mm. at the end of the day, it'll probably not make any difference. Like, and in reality too, if people are cheating now, they're probably gonna be the same people that are cheating in the future. Yeah. The cheating won't stop just because this is going to happen. Yeah. And, and this is going to be the kind of thing where like new things keep getting added to this legislation over time. Well, it, it's and, not going to be perfect when they roll it out. Well, and too, like someone, you know, like some business in Ames might find out like, oh, okay, well, bringing in college kids doesn't really do anything for us, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they just are like, okay, we're not going to do it anymore. You know, how often really are there that a guy that would really be like would warrant like this massive thing that's like, we're going to pay them to come and do this, you know? Yeah. I mean, George Niang, like George David Niang. Montgomery, yeah. people like that, Brock Purdy. Like those are the kinds of guys that it's like, okay, if you have them at your dealership, a bunch of people are going to show up to get his autograph. Mm-hmm. But like no one's going to just show up to get like random player X, you know, like get their autograph from wherever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of a, a random player I could name, but then that would be like singling out a guy. It's like, oh, you're not important. Yeah. So I refrain from that. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't know how, the best way to. We'll leave it up to, to the people it. who are much smarter than us. Well, let's not get carried away that they're <laughs> smarter than us, but you know. Smarter than me. Yeah. People that have a lot more time to sit and analyze these kinds of things and like think about the best have, way to handle them. Who have a lot more experience in the in the realm of college athletics. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. 
what else do we want to talk about in the first segment? Uh, football game happened over the weekend. Football game happened over the weekend. Um, what were your thoughts? I gave my thoughts on football and random things mostly. Um, so I sat in the first row of the upper deck, and n- number one thought, I, I am shocked that someone fell over <laughs> the front deck. How, yeah. How did that happen? I have no idea. Have you heard any more about that? Not really. I just, I, I heard that apparently he broke his leg or something like that, and the he apparently landed on someone, and they were hurt a little bit as well. Yeah, no, I didn't. I, I mean, I saw where the wide right, wide right <laughs> tweeted about it. Yeah. Uh, I assume that was Levi probably that yep. tweeted it. And uh, I looked across, and it was almost straight across from us, and I could see the first responders over there with the police trying to keep people out of the area and stuff. But it was kind of one of those things where it was happening. And it's not like, I mean, obviously the game is still happening too. Yeah. So I don't know how much attention people were really even paying to the fact that it was happening. Yeah. I, I didn't know it happened until after the game. My dad told me that Wide Ride had tweeted about it. Yeah. So I don't know what, I mean, prayers up to whoever that was, you know. I. Yeah. Like, and this is like, just from my short perspective, uh, this is the first time I sat in the first row of the upper deck ever. And I'm afraid of heights, but at, at never at one point in my going back and forth to my seat, did I ever like feel like I was going to fall over the edge or even get close to falling over the edge? Well, I've never been up there, but that railing is, I would imagine that you've really got to be like, it's, I would say on that thing. it's up to, it'll come up to probably about my belt line. So yeah. like if, if your top half is hanging over the side, then I could maybe see how you're going to fall over. Like if you just completely lose your balance and topple all completely over. But it takes a lot, <laughs> you know? At that point, you know, there's got to be some questions about what you were doing before the game, I would say. Yeah, I think that is one thing that um, hasn't been addressed. Maybe they're a little bit tipsy. I don't well, know. yeah, and I don't know. Like, I don't want to speculate about what happened, but I would be interested to hear what actually did take yeah. place. Because if, you know, if there is something that needs to be fixed, like, then that, that needs to be addressed, I would say. Mm-hmm. But if it was the fault of you know, someone else, like then at that point, it's kind of like, okay, well, it is what it is. You mm-hmm. know, it's like you, like, I remember when there was a time that someone fell like over an outfield wall or mm-hmm. something. And I think it was maybe in Texas, Yep. you know, and it was like, okay, well, the person was being stupid, you know, yeah. and they didn't, uh, it, it wasn't all of a sudden where it's like, okay, we got to put nets up or something like that or isn't do it, something to like make it where this isn't going to happen. Raise the railings. Isn't it interesting how when something like this happens close to home, it's always a lot more serious. But when it's like happens cl- halfway across the country, it's like, oh, that guy, man, he's just being an idiot. Well, and even now, like I, I would just like to know what happened, you know, yeah. and I don't I don't know that we ever will. Yeah. It, it would just be interesting to know what took place. And you would think that if. Like, I don't know. I don't know what you can do. What are you going to do? Raise the railings? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I was kind of thinking about this in relation to the other thing that happened close to home. You hear about the the Knoxville woman who died because of the yeah, I did. gender reveal? I did. She basically, like, they, they made what was essentially a, a pipe bomb. It turned Seriously? into a pipe bomb. Well, the, the intent was that the, the device was, like, hooked up to something and it would shoot out um, yeah. colors, you know, going up. But essentially... It just blew. It just blew up. So basically it was like a dud firework like that would just explode. Yeah. And so instead of shooting up, it would just go boom. It killed this woman, which is crazy sad, but it just made me kind of think like if this happened in Florida, right, this would be another Florida man headline, you know, that we'd be, that we'd be mocking and laughing at. 
But since it happened here in Iowa, it's like, no, that's actually very sad. It's super sad. Yeah. I mean, it would be sad anywhere. You know, it would still be yeah. a sad story. But it, it, just, it would. Well, and, and it's really sad. It yeah. definitely. And I was actually going to, I think I was looking at my Twitter account and I was thinking about what I was going to do for Hot Not later. But, and I thought I saw that it, it's really sad. Don't get me wrong. But the first thing that I thought of, instead of it being like, man, that's a really sad story. The first thing I thought of is like, what the hell were they blowing up that killed somebody? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And how stupid were they for thinking that that was a good idea? Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe it was just something that malfunctioned. And it's like nothing could have been done. Like, and it was something very similar to all the other times that someone has ever done a gender reveal. Personally, I think that gender reveals are stupid, Same. you know, but I'm, that's I'm just my you. personal opinion. And I, I don't see a reason to be doing some sort of pyrotechnic theatrics that it's like, oh yeah, we're going to blow something up. That's just a, I'm going to keep it real. That's a super like rural Iowa thing. That's like, yeah, let's, uh, blow, let's blow some shit up to show who, how, what a uh, gender our baby is. The, the, the best part about gender reveals is when they go wrong, but don't kill anyone, obviously. Yeah. But when they go wrong, like, you know, the, I think there was a, a video circulating where the around. guy fell over the fence. Did well, you see that one? That, yes, because yeah. he was chasing the balloon. Yeah. Yeah, that one was great. And then the other one that's just funny, again, because we're Vikings fans, is because Kirk, when Kirk Cousins like almost missed the target, yeah. he threw a football at a target and he almost missed it or something like that. Right. Yeah, those are funny. But anyways. But like reveals. if you're shooting a, bas- like a, ball, a basketball into the hoop and it's like when it, it's supposed to be when it hits the ground, like then, mm. you know, it pop, it like explodes and it's like, oh, I have a boy or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. If you like start having any sort of explosions involved, then I think yeah. things like we, we need to have a serious evaluation about whether or not we're doing the right thing with these gender reveals. First rule of gender reveals, don't do them. Second rule of gender reveals, if you disobey rule number one, then don't make them dangerous. I would imagine that that has become a massive industry. The gender oh, yeah. reveal thing. Yeah. Like, the, like I'm sure the, like the golf balls that like explode when you hit them. Right. Those, I guarantee they've sold like probably twice as many as they used to just because of gender reveals. And it's all because of the internet. You know, you can put it out on the internet and stuff. Yeah. But I don't know why, like, why don't you just, you know. Be normal. Right. <laughs> I like, just say like, hey. We're, having, we're like, having a kid. Right. I, like, I think when, uh, when, when Elise was, when we were finding out that, that they were having Elise, Chris and Ashley, I think Chris and I were just sitting in here in the office and he's like, oh, hey, we're having a girl, by the way. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. No, he texted me. That's what it was. He texted me. He said, hey, we're having a girl. Let's show you know. And I was like, oh, okay, nice. Mm-hmm. And then it like, that was basically it. You know, it yeah. didn't have to be like this big grand thing where they had a party. Maybe they did. I don't remember, but it I don't been, think so. It may have been different for Cammie too, just because she was, you know, kid number one. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, especially when it's your first kid, you, you are excited to reveal to everyone that you're having a kid. Are you, if you guys ever have a baby fits, will you guys have a gender reveal party? No. I'll hold you to that. I, if I see you like hitting a baseball or something for a gender reveal, like I'll be like, Hey, you, I'm going to bring this audio back up. I will. Uh, yeah. You can, you can bring this audio back and I will personally do whatever you want. Remember you, when you we were going to talk about a football game? Wait, 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 what? Remember when we were going to talk about a football game? Oh yeah. The football game. <laughs> it, it did still happen despite all these other things we've talked about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, football game stuff. Uh, I'm getting really worried about the defense and their ability to stop the screen game. Like we've seen two games in a row now where, you know, tech moved the ball well against that defense, just dinking and dunking us down the field, um, throwing it outside, doing the horizontal pass game, excuse me. 
Um, and then obviously, uh, Oklahoma state had a couple of those long touchdowns. Um, yeah, that kind of came up from those, uh, screen passes as well. So those were the two things that frustrated me in the first half, obviously. And then uh, obviously Brock just had a terrible, um, end of that game, unfortunately. Right. And the nice part is I'm not worried about Brock Purdy, uh, at all. I think he's going to recover and be just fine. He might even come out and have one of his best games ever against Oklahoma mm-hmm. in two weeks. Um, it's just unfortunate that we finally kind of got to see him, I would say, choke. I would call that game a choke. Man, okay. Yeah, I I guess I can't argue it, but... I mean, uh, it might I, be... I do think Brock was put in some bad positions. Uh, I by, mean, he had to go out. Line, he know? had to go out and try to win the game no matter what. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He was he was forcing balls that he probably wouldn't have thrown otherwise. But the only one that I sat there and legitimately okay, the second one was I felt like was probably inexcusable because he should never be throwing back across the field across his body. That was a bad deal. Yeah. Uh, the first one though was it's kind of like where you're like okay, like what are you looking at? Like mm-hmm. he threw it straight to the guy. Yeah. You know, and then, I mean once the guy caught it, it clearly was going to be an interception or going to be a touchdown. It, and it was just one of those things where they were expecting Iowa State to pass at that point. They had basically completely stopped running the football. Yep. And they had, and I, t- I told Jeff this on Monday. I was like, man, that felt like the time. I think there was six minutes left. That felt like the perfect time for Iowa State to really show, like, th- we're here. This is who we are. We're going to run the ball straight up your ass for four and a half minutes. Yep. March down the field, score touchdown. And give you the ball back with a minute left. Yep. Or five and a half minutes or whatever. And said, and just like three yards in a cloud of dust for, for 80 yards and run as much time off the clock. What Iowa has done to teams for years Iowa at the end of those games. And Bill Snyder, Kansas State. Yeah, where you just grind it out and it's like, try and get the ball back from us. Yep. You won't because we're going to hand the ball off and we're going to run straight up the middle. And, we're, and until you stop it, we're not going to... St- we're going to keep doing it. And it's not like they had a, a bad day running the ball either. No. Like Brees Hall was getting some nice chunk chunk plays. Right. Johnny, so, Johnny was good on his two carries he had. Agreed. So, I mean, it's not... And that brings up another thing, too. It's inexcusable how many times they had Brock Purdy throw the ball, even though they got down 62 there. times. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's that should crazy. never happen. Yeah. And that's why when I looked up the statistic, you know, on, on college football reference, when Iowa State has thrown the ball more than 50 times since 2000, and they're 3-9, and nine, you know, and I think one of the wins was one of the wins was that game against Toledo in 2014 when they came here, mm-hmm. uh, and Sam Richardson set the old school record for completions in a game. Nice. Um, which and in that game they probably were throwing it to the sideline, like just throwing screen passes and stuff more than it was anything else. Uh, and then another like one of the wins was a win over Baylor, like before Baylor got good. And then another one was like in the, it was back early in the 2000s. So it was a, a while ago against another bad team. It wasn't like it was a game that was close or anything. And in every other one, they've gotten destroyed, you know? And I, I made the joke up in the press box when, when he passed 50, I was like, man, shout out to uh, Brock for the first 50 pass attempt game since Joel Laning against Oklahoma in 2015. And it was like, is that a fact? Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't was. realize Landing ever threw the ball that much in a game. Yeah, yeah. Jeepers. That's what I said. I was like, man, I can't even imagine what a game in which Joel Laney threw the ball 50 times <laughs> yeah. was like. That was probably a complete disaster. It feels like I didn't Joel want to look that up. It feels like the most Joel Landing ever threw the ball was like 30 times. I, like, I did look it up. Uh, Iowa State. He can't have thrown the ball more than 40 times, like more than twice. Oh, uh, no. I. It was, yeah, the final score of the game was... Uh, 
52 to 16. So that was just the kind of scenario where they needed to come back a lot. Jumped out to a quick 3-0 lead, though. Mm. But yeah, Joel was 26 for 51 for 260 yards and one touchdown and an interception. <laughs> I do want to say, though, I if I remember correctly, that might have been like the... That might have been like the straw that broke the camel's back and got Mark Mangino fired, I, I want to say. What day was that? Because I, I do know the day Mark Mangino was fired. It was November 8th. Okay. Mangino got canned on October 26th. Oh, okay. So it was two weeks after, I guess. Yep. Or the week after. So maybe that was the, the interim coordinator's way of uh, unleashing the beast. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, I've... Okay, so then they beat Texas like that next. That, so that would have been like the week after they would have beat Texas. Right? That was the 24-0 game. Yeah. And that was like the first game after Mangino got fired, if I remember correctly. I think you're right. Yeah. Because everyone was like, hey, we got rid of Mangino, and now we're good. Yeah, well, and they ran a bunch of times. Yeah. And they actually played well and, and kind of just beat, kicked the crap out of them. But mm-hmm. then, okay, I, I mean, I don't remember this <laughs> loss to Oklahoma. Clearly, it was not very memorable. He got up 3-0, and then Oklahoma scored 21 straight, and it was about over from there. Yeah. Uh, but that's, uh, regardless, there's no reason that Iowa State should be throwing the ball 50 times. No. There's no reason at all. And... Especially, like, okay, if you get down and you're trying to dig yourself out of a hole the entire game, fine, you know. But if it's a game in which it goes from the most you're ever down is 11, you're down eight at halftime, and then you're down one almost immediately after halftime. There's no reason after that to go to, like, be like, oh, we've got to go and score, like, right now, you know. No, like, do the same thing you've been doing. Mm-hmm. Do the same thing that's allowed you to have success. And I thought that that's what was good that Coach Campbell said on Monday is it's like we got into a game and we allowed ourselves to get away from who we are. Yeah. And there's no, you know, it, there's no reason for that, really. Yeah. It would be great to be a fly on the wall in the post-game coaches meeting. Yeah, I mean, I would be interested to know more just about, like, what they... what Why they chose to do what they did. Right. And maybe... You know, I don't know. Like, I, I don't. I mean, they could have saw some, you know, weakness in the Oklahoma State secondary that they thought they could exploit a bunch of times. Oklahoma State was like a, what, the 100th best rush defense? Mm-hmm. Like, it seemed like that would be something that once you were back into the game and your defense had clearly been able to hold up, they only kicked two field goals in the second half. That was the only points that the offense scored. Mm-hmm. At that point, I would think it's like, man, we need to just go back to our grind it out, keep the defense off the field, let them rest. They've been out here quite a bit, you know, or yep. at least they've been giving up some big plays. Like, let them figure out what they need to do. And then let's, like, let's get this thing done. Yep. And let's be who we are and not try and be who we're not. Let's not try and be Texas Tech because we're not. Exactly. But, yeah. All right. So that's everything for this week, right? Yeah, because uh, we don't have a game this week to talk about. We do not have a game this week to talk about. We'll be back with Hot and Not and Underrated Underdogs when we come back on the on Stands and Fits, presented by the Professional MBA Program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Time for Hot and Not here on Stands and Fits on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. You can lead it off. Great, great hot this week. I didn't have to scrape my car today for the first time in my adult life. Like ever since I've actually owned my own vehicle, I've had to have it be outdoors. One at Iowa State in the parking lots, two at apartments, 
three, I am now out of my house and I have a garage and it was great. I know the downside will be that I have to shovel my driveway here soon, but today on a day like today where it's just a little dusting of snow, yeah, I didn't have to scrape my car. So shout out to all you suckers who had to. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Did you have to scrape your car this morning, Jared? No. You, you, you do have a garage, don't you? Yeah. Are you just, are you just lying though? No, I didn't have to. All right. Good for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for you. I don't, I don't know what <laughs> Thank you, you. Me to tell you. Uh, my hot this week, I don't know if you saw this video on Twitter that the Chiefs put out, but uh, my hot this week is Melba from Kansas, from Kansas City. Uh, the Chiefs celebrated it before the season or like in their first game of the year. They celebrated a 100-year-old fan uh, who had been like cutting out press clippings and stuff about the Chiefs. And she had all these old newspapers. It was a really cool video. And she had this whole thing, like whole folder where on the night they drafted Pat Mahomes, she started saving all these Mahomes clippings. Yeah. And so she pulled all that out and she was showing them all the different clippings they have of Pat Mahomes. Oh, wow. And uh, she'd never been to a game before. And, you know, the Chiefs have been in Kansas City for, I think, like 55 years or something like that since, mm-hmm. since the 60s. Uh, and um, she got to go to her first game at 100 years old at Go to Arrowhead. Wow. So, like, that was the season opener. It was a very, it was a video that got a little dusty after, uh, did after they, it got done. Did they do anything special with her, like have her meet any players or anything like that? Or was it just kind of a... Yeah, they took her out on the field and they introduced her and she was up on the video board. And oh, then wow. when all the players ran out on the field, like they all came by one by one and like shook her hand and stuff. And then obviously Pat Mahomes went and like gave her a ball and oh, all that's awesome. stuff. Yeah, yeah. She was talking about how cute he was. It was just so funny. It's like this, this what old a, lady. What a sweetie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she was like, they want, she wanted to see like Len Dawson's locker in the Hall of Fame and stuff. So they took her over there and she's like saying something about like, congrats, Len, like you deserve it or something like that. It was just so funny, like to see this old lady like experience That's Arrowhead great. for the first time. Yeah. You should definitely check that video I out will. though. That's yeah. on, on Kansas City Tweet's Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. They All tweeted right. it out last night. Very good. Uh, but definitely worth the watch. Okay. What's your not? I'll put that on my to-do list. My not, the fact that I'm not eligible for Prohm's pickup. So I don't know if you saw this. No, I don't know what this is. Uh, Basically, Steve Prohm on Thursday this week will be delivering uh, Iowa State students to class. Like he will come pick you up somewhere. So it's like an Uber? Yeah, it's like Steve Prohm Ubers essentially is what it is. So I'm going to click on this link. Yeah, so I... I, uh, saw this on Twitter and I was like, oh, well, I'm not a student, but hey, maybe I can still get a ride from Prom, you know, going to like get a donut or something. And no, unfortunately, you have to have an Iowa State uh, email, which mine has been deactivated since I graduated. And uh, I was thinking about signing up my, one of my sisters or something as a joke, but you kind of have to be very specific with where you need picked up and dropped off. And I don't know my sister's class schedules that well. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, shout out to any, any of you listening to this who happened to get a pickup from Prom on Thursday. I wonder if they're going to make like some sort of video or something out of this. They should. Oh, absolutely. That's got to be the whole reason they're doing it. Yeah. Just to make a funny video. Well, and the, the best part, man, it'd almost be better if like they could work with Uber or something and have Coach Pro like drive as an Uber. <laughs> and when <laughs> people would, would funny. request an Uber during the day, like they would go and pick them up. And they could get like a, a, a video of the person rating Pro as the driver. Yeah. Oh, uh, you, you only get four stars for what X reason. <laughs> no, that'll be definitely fun because Coach Pro is awesome. Like mm-hmm. he's, he is a really cool person just to talk to, mm-hmm. uh, when it's not about basketball or whatever. I think you, I think a lot of people can realize that just because especially of a lot of the, the gridiron, uh, stuff, you know, or whatever they call it, the tailgate tour yeah. stuff they put out over the last few years. Well, he loves to just like, like he likes to talk about the Redskins and the NFL and everything mm-hmm. just like, you know, whatever, like he's, he's 
a cool guy like that. You yep. know, it's not like he's just, you're going to get in there and it's like, <laughs> well, I don't know what we're going to talk about now. It's yeah. like we are in the car with Code Prom. And I think uh, one of the replies immediately to that tweet that was sent out was that, uh, like, making fun of him, like, they thought it would be a boring ride. So, like, they said, uh, <laughs> what is your favorite burger? Plain. <laughs> 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 so, something like that. But, uh, yeah, I think he, a lot of people think he's kind of a boring guy, especially just because Fred killed social media mm-hmm. and Prom's relatively vanilla in that regard. But in person, I'm sure Prom's really fun to be around. That's just because Fred is like, <laughs> Fred just knows he's got that really dry humor, you yeah. know, that he's really good at. Like when he did the Flappy Bird tweet, <laughs> like yeah. he just knows like how to blow those kinds of things up. Exactly. He's still doing it now. Like he does it all the time mm-hmm. where if you follow him on Twitter, he'll send out something like making fun of Doc Sadler. And yeah. It's like, he just knows like, this is something that like people I, are going to like. Like Fred's humor. I, I equate to like the uncle, the, the cool uncle humor. Yeah. Whereas Prone is more of the typical dad humor. Yeah. Definitely. I, I can agree with that. Uh, my not this week. It, uh, in the middle of the game on Saturday, I saw something come across, across my Twitter feed. Uh, former Auburn and Texas Tech head coach, ESPN commentator, Tommy Tuberville has announced he'll be running for, for Senate. Uh, I was going to play you a little bit of this video. We have a couple different audio drops here. Oh, I can't wait. To come in. Um, but I'm pulling this up. All right. Man, where is it at? I've been tweeting too much. Here it is. <laughs> Uh, all right. Hello, I'm Coach Tommy Tuberville, and I'm running for the U.S. Senate because we need outsiders who'll go to Washington and drain the swamp. That's why I'm counting on you to chip in just $5 right now. Tommy Tuberville is headed to Washington to drain the swamp. <laughs> He's our savior. And you know, honestly, I support Tommy Tuberville. For Senate, because it means he won't be on my TV. <laughs> Has he even been on TV this year anyway? I don't think so. I think I think uh, we avoided him last year somehow, um, and he hasn't been on there this year. Say, Thank God. I haven't heard from Tommy Tuberville in a while. Well, it's because I just, I just thought that that was the funniest thing. Like, And I'm, I'm just going to flat say it. Anyone who votes for Tommy Tuberville for Senate should have their voting privileges revoked. <laughs> I'm dead serious. And I don't... You know, I don't, maybe Tommy Tuberville is a super smart guy on foreign policy, but I'm going to say, I doubt it. You know, I have a hard time thinking that that's probably true. Yeah. And if anybody out there truly believes that Tommy Tuberville belongs in the United States Senate and in the con in Congress, in a place, in any sort of power in the United States of America, I don't care what party you're in, then I don't trust anything that you believe about politics in the United States of America. Tommy Tuberville is the guy who will call Iowa State the Hawkeyes on a broadcast that he should have been studying for. This seems like the perfect time for us to bring back that clip of him talking about taking a dump like after the game. Do you remember that audio that came out? Vaguely. Man, I don't even know if we could find it again. But it was like after their mics had been turned off after a game. Mm. And, or not turned off, but they were like doing a hit after the game or something. And it was like... Yeah, they should have been turned off, but yeah, they weren't. yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I don't care what party you're in. If you are an American and you truly care about what happens in the United States of America, like do not vote for Tommy Tuberville. Like please find people that are slightly more qualified. I mean, I know there's some horrible people that are out there running for public office, but the this is just one of those things where it's like like the people who who would vote for Tommy Tuberville probably thought that like Jesse Ventura should be the governor of Minnesota. 
maybe we can do a deal where he just perpetually campaigns to be in the Senate. So that way he like he's always busy with something, but he's not doing broadcasts. Well, yeah. And it's like maybe they just tell him like, oh, yeah, like you're on the ballot time, <laughs> you know, like you're on the ballot. And then when it comes for the, the day, like he's the only one who gets a ballot with Tommy Tuberville on it <laughs> and everybody else gets one with like an actual candidate, yeah. you know. And then like, and then they send him to some mock-up Senate hall and you just keep the, keep the gig going. Yeah. And th- but this is just where, it, like when I see people where it's like, oh, this person should run for Senate. Like everybody talks about how like the rock is going to run for president, you know, like they always make jokes about that. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, the rock, like, if we were going to be serious, like the rock is probably a smart guy. Yeah. But I just, I I don't trust The Rock to go and be the president. Like, I would, I, I want The Rock to just, like, be a badass and keep doing the, what The Rock does. Like, that's... Unfortunately, I think our standards have lowered as a country for what qualifies as president. And with that, I'm going to pivot because I'm not going to comment. <laughs> yep. Uh, you said, uh, you said that, not me. Hey, I... I, I Everybody I, direct their uh, criticisms to at KFitzy87. I'm not going to get political. I'm just saying. I think a lot of people from both sides would agree with that statement. Oh, yeah. There's, there's good people on both sides. That's right. There are. Good people on both sides. All right. Uh, time for underrated underdogs. You won last week. I did. Roll Jayhawks, baby. Intern Brandon and I over here chilling. I'm just going to flat tell you, that was the luckiest underrated underdog <laughs> win of all time. Uh, if it had, that was a complete and utter the Jayhawks abomination by the Texas Tech Red Raiders. The Jayhawks went out there without any help from any other team, especially their opponent, and they just they just came away with that victory. <sighs> especially in the waning moments of that game, they just did what they had they had to do. They just to made win the, the play, game. right? They, they made, the, made play. the play. The play that, was there. They made it. The ball was rolling on the ground. Of no fault of anybody besides, the, of no fault of anybody, really. The ball was just on the ground. And, it was, it and the Jayhawks be, happened to be the ones who corralled it. We don't know how the ball ended up there. It was just there. And thank God, the Jayhawks fell on it, and they won the game. What an absolute disaster. And I won my underrated underdogs pick. So anyways, Imagine being the Texas Tech fan who, won, who was sitting there watching that game, thinking like, man, at least we're going to get to go to overtime. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I think we can win this game in overtime. And then... That happens. Yeah. To know I, that you just lost to Kansas that way. I uh, probably would have drank my fair amount of alcohol after that game. I don't think I would ever stop drinking alcohol. <laughs> my body, my blood would be alcohol at this point. Yep. So anyways, uh, yeah, this week I, I'm not fixing what ain't broken. Wait, okay. So I lost last week. We, we'll get there. Oh, okay. okay. We got to get back to the fact that I gave you the best advice that you could have ever had for the greatest underrated underdog win of all time. <laughs> On last week's show. Yeah. And you uh, declined to take it. Another audio drop here for you guys. Uh, just a reminder of, of the uh, potential game that I threw out there for Fitzy. I think the other ones that we talked about were uh, Texas, Texas TCU. Yeah, Nebraska, Indiana. Uh, you could take Kansas State and Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, they're, uh, what are they now? 24-point dogs in Manhattan. I'm not going to pick against Oklahoma, though. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. But that sounds like a bad idea. You hear that? So it's not like you were sitting there being like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to take him. I'm definitely going to take him, Kevin. You knew it was a bad idea as I well. I threw it out there as a possibility. You did. I threw it out there as a possibility. But that was the kind of like thing where like, hey, you, Kevin, you should go apply to Harvard. You can get in there. 
I mean, yeah, obviously I'm not, I could go apply to Harvard, but it's not going to pay off because I'm not going to get in. Well, okay, but I would like to think that Kansas State would have a better chance of beating Oklahoma than you would have of getting into Harvard. No offense. I mean, I'm just, I'm being no, honest. I, I'd, I'd agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just being honest with you. Like, Kansas State had a chance to win the game going in. You know, there yeah. was some way that Kansas State potentially could win the football game. Yeah. They're but, probably, unless you are going to go and like make some sort of payment to the folks at the Harvard admissions board, I'm going to guess that you would have zero chance of getting into Harvard. Uh, I'll just get Lori Laughlin on the phone. She has uh, some hookups. <laughs> some connections. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways. When you see Kevin Fitzpatrick on the Harvard crew team, you'll know what happens. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. So you, I already know what you're doing. Tell us. Come on. Rolling with the Jayhawks, baby. They are, they were, delu- or excuse me, they are picked to lose by five points at home against the Kansas State Wildcats, who are only favored because of their crazy upset that never should have happened in the first place. Jayhawks roll on this one, baby. If we're going to be honest about which one of these games, those games was a more legitimate victory, and you're going to say that it was the Kansas one? The Kansas one was definitely more legitimate. <laughs> Again, they made the play. What an abomination. Man, maybe I should get intern, intern Brandon in here. Like, at least... If, when, okay, if, if they win again, you, we definitely have to have him on next week. Fine. <laughs> All right. Yeah, whatever. Mine this week, uh, the undefeated and unbeaten SMU Mustangs on the road at Memphis, college game day in town, six-point dogs to the Tigers, prime time on ABC in really like what is actually the game of the week. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Pretty weak overall slate of games this week. SMU has not been undefeated, like been 8-0 since like 1982 or something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Memphis is pretty good still, I will say. So I, I do understand why they're favored to win this game. With game day in town, you know, yeah. that definitely swings it a little bit, I think. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. SMU is a good team, and they I could see them winning this game. I'm sure that majestic stadium that is the Liberty will, Liberty Bowl will just be absolutely rocking. Mm-hmm. Where do you think they'll set up for game day, I wonder? Uh, maybe, I don't know, on Beale Street somewhere? I was going to say... I, I would say Beale Street, but I don't think that's like... There's not really a good like, like area to congregate. I don't think that's really even like near campus, So, but I, I guess I don't know where campus is. Yeah. I mean, you'd know better than I would. Nothing like the, back str- the backdrop of the Liberty Bowl to say, welcome to Memphis. That's right. Man, that stadium is... It's not the nicest stadium. <laughs> it's but unique. I'll, I'll give it that. That's all I will say. I think Chris said to me... Man, I think maybe it was during the game. I don't remember when it was, but he said something to me. He's like, man, at least if they keep losing, we can go back to Memphis. He, it was during the game. Yeah. He's, oh, he was like, maybe no if they, way. He's like, maybe if they lose a couple games, we can go back to Memphis. Oh, you did you give him shame for saying that? I, I said, I was like, man, you just want to go back and bartend at Jerry Lawler's bar again. Exactly. And, and he was like, hey, I'm just... He, he's like, hey, you should, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. You should tell him that he can do that no matter what, as long as the bowl game that Iowa State's in doesn't line up with the with the Liberty Bowl. Yeah, nothing like a December vacation in Memphis. That's right. Chris Williams just drops in, wants to bartend a little bit. Got to get on his way to go to yeah. Iowa State's bowl after the, after the after the evening's done. Yeah. All right, man. Good podcast. We went about 45 minutes in the first segment. Man, we uh, are and we did, and we talked like for about five seconds about the things that. <laughs> The things that people actually want to hear. Right. No, I think that we had good conversation. Had a yeah. good, good conversation this week. Thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, 
we will talk to you guys again next week when it will be time to prepare for the Oklahoma Sooners, a primetime game on Fox. Hopefully Joel and Gus on the call. Mm-hmm. Should be good. It shall be remarkable. Do you know what time the tip is of the Oregon State game that night? Uh, the Oregon State game is, at, I think it's either 2.30 to 3.30. It's in the afternoon. Oh, man. So it's like a morning tip out in Corvallis. I, it might be right around noon, probably. Man, nothing, nothing says basketball is back like a noon tip in Corvallis, Oregon. That's right. All right. Talk to you guys again soon. Peace.